Uh, let's go to God in prayer before we um, open up Psalm 23 and uh, look at what it means to live uh, with the Good Shepherd. Let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you so much for the day that we've been given. There is so much that comes our way um, that we receive as a blessing from you. Um, and we have a tendency to take some things for granted. Something as simple as simply waking up to greet a new day. Um, we are aware that no day is promised to us, but yet we've been given your grace for this one. And we pray that it's used in a way that brings you glory and brings you honor. We also pray that we should do the same with tomorrow, should we be granted it as well. That we would live lives that are constantly seeking the way your spirit moves around us and in us, the way you lead and the way you guide and the way that you protect. Our God, our Father, our King, we pray uh, for these next moments as we open your word and explore the truths that we find in it, uh, that our hearts would be available to you, that we would be uh, receptive to the way your spirit moves and shapes and molds. Uh, it's uncomfortable at times. It's uncomfortable most of the time, and we resist it. But I pray for open minds, clear eyes, and a willingness to follow where your spirit leads. May we be your people. May we be bold and courageous, wise and discerning, as we charge out into the world of darkness, bearing the truth, the light of your gospel. We thank you for Jesus, in whom we have unity and peace, and joy. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, the 23rd Psalm uh, was just read for us a moment ago, um, and we're going to read through it again. Uh, as our, our scripture readings for the next few weeks, as we kind of go through this psalm that is familiar, will be from different uh, versions of scripture, as each version tends to pull out some uh, very unique aspects of the language that's in the scripture. Uh, the one that we read this morning, uh, Psalm 23 from the King James Version, it's kind of always the way I read the 23rd Psalm. Um, it doesn't matter what version is in front of me, if, whether I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible or the New International Version or even the message, those words of the old King James language come back. And some of them come in the voice of my grandmother, some of them come in the voice of my mother and my father, but most of the time they come in the voice of Mrs. Joyce McBride. You all don't know Mrs. McBride, uh, but she taught our children in their preschool class. And uh, one of the things that they had to learn at church, this is preschool at church, not preschool. In their preschool class at church, they had to memorize the 23rd Psalm. And she had little charts and a path that would go with it. And I can still hear her to this day. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. And I can hear my kids repeating after her. And following along on that path with the pictures to remember the different phrases of the 23rd Psalm. I remember sitting up at night letting Dustin practice his 23rd Psalm so he could recite it to Mrs. McBride's um, okayness. I don't know, the word has just escaped me. And we were sitting there one night, and Dustin is going through, and he's saying it. And Jody, who is about three at the time, walks up, and she says, I want to say it. And I said, okay, sweetie, come up here and sit on my lap, and Daddy will help you. And she looked at me, and she said, I don't need your help. And she didn't need my help. She rattled it off, 
right there in that moment. I think that was the moment as a father I realized, oh, good grief, I'm in trouble. They are absorbing so much more than I ever imagined or dreamed that they, that they would at such a young age. You know, with this psalm, it comes in and out of our lives, not only as Christians, but as people. We read it in times of difficulty. We read it in times of triumph. We read it in times of grief and mourning. We read it in times of celebration. It's probably most frequently used in memorial services. And it does seem to be somber in nature. Sometimes we cling to phrases like, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There are these messages of hope and comfort. But I want you to think about something today as we branch into the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. A small word, two letters, so easily overlooked, but they really set a place for everything in this psalm to hinge on. The Lord is my shepherd. Everything else hinges on this truth. Think about the life of David. The way that his life completely changed that day when the prophet approached his house and passed over brother after brother after brother after brother. And the prophet looks at his father and says, you must have another son because the Lord hasn't anointed any of these. And he says, well, we do have another one, but he's a shepherd. (laughs) You don't want David. His brothers are strong. These are kingly men. And he says, show me David. And on that day when David is seen by the prophet, he says this, this is the Lord's anointed. David's life changed forever. In the same way, a Christian's life changes with the commitment to God. When God moves from seeing him as just simply the shepherd, the one that has some unique answers in unique ways to the questions that I have in life, to the phrase that says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul, yea, he leadeth me along the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overfloweth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Knowing God, knowing the Good Shepherd, means relying on him to give me strength and confidence to face each day. Knowing the good shepherd, knowing who God is, means that he is the source of my strength. He is the source of my confidence. And it's not something that we do once, and it's just there eternally. Jesus said himself, 
He said, if anyone would come after me, he would deny himself, take up his cross daily. It is a constant commitment, a daily commitment to look and say, God is my strength. The good shepherd is the source of all that is good in my life. The Lord God is our shepherd. We shall not want. Sounds easier on paper than in reality, though, doesn't it? I'll not want. In uh, one of Clint Eastwood's films, I think it's Pale Rider, there's a scene where there's a little girl, and if I remember correctly, she's lost her dog in some way. Someone's come and, and killed her dog. And as she's laying her dog to rest, she begins to recite the 23rd Psalm. It's kind of the way we feel at times. She says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but I do want. He leadeth me beside the still waters, he restoreth my soul, but they killed my dog. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, but I am afraid. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, but I need a miracle. Thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, if indeed you exist. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, but I'd like to get more out of this life first. Just to kind of hear those words out loud don't, don't sound right to think them, but we do think them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why do I want so much? There are times where I look around and wonder if indeed God is present. And there are times where I look around and just simply say, I know you said that I will lack nothing, but I need something more than what I think you can give. I need a miracle. I need something drastic to change in my life. And we frequently sell short the God of the universe, the God of creation, the God who has spent his whole existence seeking restoration for his children. But knowing the good shepherd means that even in our most difficult times, we are not abandoned. That even when we feel loneliest, most alone, most isolated, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why will I fear no evil? Because you are with me. You know, there are times we can be in the middle of a whole crowd of people and feel alone. And feel isolated. And feel like we just don't have connection. Psalm 23 reminds us that we are never abandoned. That God is always with us. With us, it is often used during these times of trial or sadness because it brings such comfort in understanding that, that God is there. That even, even in places like the valley of the shadow of death, when we look around and we don't see anyone around who cares, even though we may be in a crowd, it says, you are with me. To know the shepherd does not mean that we avoid hardship or we avoid grief, but it does mean that God sustains us. He may not provide everything I want, but he does provide everything that I need. And through him we have reconciliation. God, the restorer of all things, 
wants a relationship with me and with you. Because the truth is, we need something or someone to guide us and to lead us. We aren't good alone. We need a leader. We need people. We need community. We need those points of guidance to get us where we're going. You know, we're living in a GPS age. The simplest of places. Like, even if I'm just going across town, I'm going to pull up my GPS. I'm going to pull up my GPS because I want to know there are many routes to get where I'm going. What's the best route? More often than not, I'm probably going to pull up ways because ways will tell me shortcuts. Other people around reporting what's going on, where, and why traffic is slow. But even in our own lives, we need guidance. We need those, those places where, where we see the path forward and we see the way forward and which way is right. See, David knew what it was to be a shepherd. And he knew what it was to be a sheep. He had spent his life shepherding, protecting, caring for these dirty, nasty, filthy, stinking sheep. I mean, their fur runs along the dew of the grass, and then when, it, when they get off the grass, they get in the dirt, and the dirt turns to mud. And they're always wading into waters that they shouldn't be wading into. They're always getting in trouble. They're always getting hung up in the brambles and in the thickets. And they're always needing to be rescued, and they're just dumb. They're just dumb animals that don't know what's best for them. David knew what it was to be a sheep. Foolish. Vulnerable. The Urban Dictionary says the slang use of the term sheep refers to a waste of flesh and brain cells. Sometimes it can feel that way. But there is another side of sheep. They may not be very intelligent, but in community they know the importance of being together. They know that they are strongest when they are united. They sense sadness when one of their flock is removed from them for one reason or another. And they are loyal to the shepherd. They know who their protector is. They know where they receive their care and their concern. They build friendships. And this seems to track maybe more with the humanity that we know. We are keen, we are clever, we are resourceful, and we are relational. There's a lot of things I can do on my own. There are a lot of things I can do by my own strength. But when it comes to overcoming sin, I'm helpless. When it comes to finding sustained hope or sustained joy, or even the ability to gain eternal life, it's hopeless for me alone. That only in the, with the shepherd's intervention can I attain those things that last for an eternity. And even though we may not be willing frequently to surrender and submit to the authority of who God is, the truth is you already know everything you need to know to submit to God's authority. Right? The choice for us is whether or not we will willingly become the shepherd's sheep. Will we allow ourselves to give up control and to follow the wisdom of God? The wisdom of the caring shepherd who can meet 
our every need, can we really and truthfully say the Lord is my shepherd? Because saying the Lord is my shepherd is saying I can't live without my shepherd. I can't protect myself. I can't fend for myself. I can't provide for myself. I need a shepherd to take me to pastures that are safe. I need a shepherd to take me to waters that aren't too deep but are running fast enough that they don't carry bacteria and algae. I need a shepherd to take me to a place that is free from invaders and predators. I need a shepherd to care for me. When Samuel showed up at David's house, I can't imagine he knew what that meant. Did David know he was going to become a murderer? An adulterer, a mighty warrior. Did David know what being a king of Israel was going to cost his family and his sons? Did David know the many and varied ways in which God was going to shape and mold and shape and mold and continue to work on and shape and mold his heart? Did he know he would fall, only yet to be restored? But through it all, David would remain an imperfect pillar of faith and a man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14 and Acts 13, 22. That even though he didn't know what was coming, the one thing he did know was he did know where God was and he did know that in all things, whether things were going well or things were going poorly, he knew where to turn to find God. To find the shepherd. And like David, we all will face hardships and we will all enjoy triumph. But the truth of Psalm 23 is that everything we are, everything we have, and everything that we need is found in the Good Shepherd. We don't know what will happen, but like David, we can reflect and know that we are in the care of the Good Shepherd. And that he can give us peace to face the future regardless of the circumstances. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't know where you find yourself today. Maybe it's a day where you've been uh, looking for a shepherd. Maybe you've just kind of seen God as the shepherd, as one of the answers to many of life's very questions. Maybe he needs to become your shepherd today. Or maybe there's some way the church can be of assistance to you in another way. If you're watching online and there's some way we can be in prayer for you, you can let us know. We want to be people who are people of prayer.